You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. I'd be listening to the mainstream media and just be left frustrated on how they covered these stories. They would completely ignore facts just to promote their own agenda. I said, man, I could do a better job than these fools. I should start my own show. So I did. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Freedom Strips. I'm going to start to adopt the tag off topic for these episodes just because I think it's a little bit. um, It kind of captures the conversations on these episodes here. I've got Jason Robinson back again. You may have uh, heard him in a past episode. Our last one was about space. I yes. really enjoyed that one. Um, and I got some comments on that one as well. That that was a fun one to listen to. And uh, that's always a topic that's pretty interesting to... Yeah, if you don't like talking about or hearing about space... I, what are you, you even know, doing Just here? don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know any American that isn't infatuated with the idea of space and, yeah. and, and what's out there and um, especially now that, you know, all these uh, Pentagon reports are coming out and that they were actually funding oh, yeah. research on UFOs mm-hmm. and um, they didn't actually know what they were because all these people were saying like they were secret <laughs> military aircraft and now these military documents coming out and be like, yeah, we don't know what these things are. Right. <laughs> so, right. Um, but we've got some uh, additional topics uh, for this episode here. We're going to break down a couple different items. We're going to hit back on old town road with uh, a <laughs> little Nas. Cause that, that guy is, um, man, he's, he's blowing up right now, which is a very interesting thing to watch the culture blow up with that. But first Jason did want to uh, come on and talk about, which you may have heard in the news recently about this Billy Graham rule. Um, you, you may have heard about, uh, the news kind of, ragging on Mike Pence. They're calling it the Mike Pence rule as well. <laughs> um, Jason, do you want to outline real quick what the Billy Graham rule yeah. is? Just yeah, so yeah. the listeners so know. The, um, the Billy Graham rule loosely stated was born out of a desire for the late Billy Graham uh, to stay above reproach, both for his own and others sake. Um, and also peace of mind. Um, the rule is pretty simply, you could say that, it's it boils down to the fact that he wouldn't spend any significant time alone with another woman that wasn't his wife and that was to avoid the appearance much less the actual realities of possible impropriety right so you know that's it's a it's a very common practice among uh men and women uh, in ministry. Yeah. Evangelicals practice that. Right. And it's not something that he invented necessarily. It's just something that definitely became a lot more part of the, um, I guess you could say the zeitgeist of the, the church, or at least specifically of, you know, actual people that are in ministry professionally um, that, you know, it kind of, it kind of took on that, you know, colloquialism as the Billy Graham role because of that, because you know, that, more people came to know of it because he was using that. And it, it became uh, known that it was a thing that he did during, you know, his time doing, you know, all the, uh, which I hate the word crusade in yeah. in reference to it. Cause it, it puts a really weird connotation on it, but yeah, let's be honest. The church has done a lot of weird things as, as <laughs> every other has. religion has as well. So yep. it's, we'll just call it whatever, but yeah, that's, it's something that he, uh, you know, he, I guess you could say popularized. It wasn't his own thing, but, um, but yeah, like it's something that, I mean, I even, I used to be in ministry, um, for a number of years. And so, you know, I held to that to the degree that I could. Um, it wasn't a, like a hard and fast rule for me. Um, but it was something that, you know, for the sake of, uh, appearances as well as the peace of mind for my wife and for the members of the church that I worked at to just, you know, there was never, uh, you know, there, there should never be a question of, Hey, this person that we're looking to for X, Y, or Z. And this doesn't have to just be a thing for the church. Like this could Mm -hmm. be anybody in really anything, but also just various forms of leadership. It's, you know, it's not, everybody's going to hold to this as an ideal, but for me, it was something that I was like, you know, this isn't a bad idea. Um, and you know, I mean, I still, 
to a certain degree, I'm definitely not holding to it nearly as much as I would have when I was, you know, doing stuff with the church professionally previously, but you know, because it's not practical in many cases. Well, yeah. And I mean, that is, it, it's come under fire too, because it's made its way into politics with right. vice president, Mike Pence following this rule and right. with the rise of this, uh, feminist movement, or I, I, I am reluctant to call this recent movement really yeah. feminist. Yeah. Um, it, it's more anti-man than it is like building up women. Yeah, in and a way, even like to even think of it in the positive spin of it, you know, the the more recent trend of kind of as you were saying, like it's not really feministic, but the the more recent trend of similar things like this coming mm-hmm. to light, which we'll talk about here in a moment, is more equality, which I know is the yeah. the core and the basis of feminism, right? Which everyone which, can get behind, right? Which <laughs> as a as a language buff. I hate the word feminism anyway, because of the last three, four letters. (laughs) I've had a couple drinks. (laughs) Uh, It's the ism (laughs) because ism always linguistically and emotionally implies negativity. I I can't say always linguistically implies negativity, but emotionally people hear ism as a negative, as something bad. Mm -hmm. And so when you, feminine and ism together and you call it feminism okay mm-hmm. so then this is an attack this is something that's bad and it's like actually mm-hmm. at, at its core feminism is just about equality which is very good right I've, most you can't say everybody but most people yeah a large majority that. of can yeah. get behind that but i think the the recent trend has been the that desire for equality but then also that weird new fame that people, you know, are whether they realize they're looking for it or not mm-hmm. with the Internet and everything else that it, I don't know. And, it, and it's hard to again, I don't want to put a blanket statement on it because then it, it's I'm hearing what I'm saying. And, you know, your listeners are going to think, oh, this Robinson guy, <laughs> no, he, and I think it's, he hates it, women and women in power. It's absolutely not. My woman's a powerful woman. Well, you that's know? the thing, that's, too, is we tried to uh, we did try to convince both of our wives to come on the podcast yes. with us to, to discuss this, but they were having none of it. So and they said no and closed the door in our face. <laughs> Yeah, they were having none of it. Uh, <laughs> my wife, especially, was just like, "I don't want to talk into a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't sound fun to me." Yeah. <laughs> so, but I am going to have um, Ashley on to uh, to discuss at some point. Uh, she's a financial advisor. Yeah, in a she, way, she's at a, a, at a credit um, union. Yeah, she she does a lot of stuff with her financial institution, but she's in uh, community relations, and as part of that, um, she's kind of taken on financial education um, in various forms. And uh, I think you might have mentioned it in very brief passing on a previous show, but Mm -hmm. you and I have discussed it personally uh, that, you know, the whole, um, the, the bill that was being bandied about, and I believe has now been fully passed that um, financial education is going to be in public schools. Right. There's a lot of subtlety to it. And I think it's not a absolute requirement, but it's required that it be offered in every public school, which is really great. It's a step. I mean, it's a step in the right direction. If we're going to have public schooling system, please teach kids how to be financially secure and and not fall into the traps of which you see this student loan crisis. I mean, say it what it is. I mean, it was built off the back of government corruption and, and with the educational system for these government backed loans, but still the kids chose to get into these situations to, to get into these loans that, are extremely hard to pay back. And so like if they, I, I still hold, hold this. I, I feel like if they did have a, some sort of financial education to be like, look, this is what you need to look for Mm -hmm. as you move forward and you get, get into credit cards and you get into auto loans and you get into home loans or any kind of loans, even, even college just, loans, even just basic budgeting skills and things like that. Like that's oh, a small part a of huge... the large bit that she teaches. Yeah. And, you know, the kids go home and, you know, whether it's from this camp that she does once a year for a week or it's the very regular, smaller, like, you know, couple hour things that she does at various places. I mean, these kids walk away and, you know, they're it's overselling it to say that their world is rocked. But, you know, to, to put a phrase on it, I mean, they're very blown away by you know the information that they've been given and you know they're learning about 
they're putting, you know, she'll put them through some role play sessions of, you know, here's your bills and it's, you know, half a dozen different bills. And then Mm. here's your job and it's a bunch of different jobs and they randomly select people to have different jobs. And then here's your life circumstances. And like one person has a kid, one person has, you know, a family member that's fallen ill. One person has nothing wrong in their life and it's all these different things. And it's, it's a really cool uh, you know, exercise to show kids that, you know, this is a lot more complex and subtle than right. you think when you just see your parent or guardian, you know, paying the bills. It's like, oh, that's actually a scary more, thing for a lot of people. Yeah. It's, it's far more important than some of the crap they teach in there anyway. Right. Uh, I mean, like this is your future that you're dealing I'd with. I'd rather they learn financial security and basic budgeting skills than try to figure out the new common core math <laughs> formulas that, Right, make no the sense. The weird, to me crazy whatsoever. way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I am gonna have I am gonna have Ashley on for an episode because I think it'd be super interesting to talk to her about you know what she's doing in the local communities for, sure. for financial education, and then you know with this new step on financial education finally being offered in the schools, I mean right. that's a step in the right direction there. But to kind of tie back into this Billy Graham rule, I mean, like I said before, this is this is being tied into the political scene now and. And, uh, you know, you may have seen articles. I've seen journalists start to attack Mike Pence because he won't do one-on-one interviews with female journalists because he's trying to follow this Mike Pence rule. But the reason why I brought up feminism in the, in today's feminism, um, I mean, this is a very, this is a climate that is extremely delicate in, in the way of like, I mean, you, you see all of these accusations of, and in some cases they're legitimate, but in some cases they aren't these accusations of sexual harassment and rape and all of these different things, all of yeah. these different items that are extremely serious circumstances um, coming out. And, and you see some of them not being substantiated and not being yeah. true. And I mean, following this rule where you have an extra person in the room mm-hmm. is something that, you know, some people make fun of like these, these female journalists for CNN and MSNBC saying that like, Oh, you know, this, this, what they'll say is that this rule is, is you're trying to say that you're, you're trying to protect your marriage because you don't want to be enticed by another woman or something like that. But um, they're saying that this is, Oh darn, I'm trying to protect my marriage. Well, they're saying like, so you're saying your marriage (laughs) vows are so flimsy that you just, you can't even sit into a room with one other woman and not be wooed and away from your marriage. But it's it's not all about that. I mean, especially, I mean, you can make the argument, especially nowadays when all of this stuff is coming out and all of these people Mm -hmm. are coming out with these accusations and, and to protect you, not only your marriage, but yourself in a situation where maybe someone does have a vendetta against you. God knows a lot of people have a vendetta against Mike Pence, just not only for his religious views, but for his political views as well. Like you think people are above not going in there and and then claiming he did something to them in a right. one-on-one interview with no well, one else it there. It doesn't even have to be one-on-one alone time either. I mean, you know, we'll jump into this bit with uh, with Robert Foster that this you know the story kind of broke right. from that you know he even mentions or uh, it might have been his uh, uh, his campaign director I think might have been the one to say it uh, Colton Robinson, but um, they brought up the point that even just something as innocent as okay so let's say they're doing the the tour and they're on the bus or truck is what he calls it um and he they get off the vehicle together and they're just sharing a moment just before you know she leaves to go do whatever paparazzi or whatever you want to call it somebody could take a photo and without context a photo yeah. of a man and a woman standing next to each other smiling right. like not even anything that's altogether intimate and i don't mean like sexy intimate but just like you know a hug or a close embrace you know or a side hug or whatever yeah, like or a hair it, sniff a joe biden hair <laughs> sniff <laughs> oh no <laughs> but like you know it, even something that's completely innocent taken completely without context can be absolutely misrepresented. Yeah. Um, and well, that's the media's job is to is right. to create headlines and and 
you know, blew things out of proportion. Absolutely. Yeah. So kind of jumping into this. Um, so Mississippi representative Robert Foster, who is uh, currently a governor hopeful, um, this story kind of revolves around him and it, it kind of dovetails in with the Mike Pence stuff. Um, so Mississippi today reached out to three gubernatorial candidates asking to send a reporter to an all day ride along with them. Uh, the reporter who reached out to Foster was a woman named Larison Campbell. Foster requested that Mississippi today also send a male colleague along. So male colleague, not necessarily a male reporter, yeah. which I thought was responsible of them to say colleague. And this is, that's an actual quote from them that mm-hmm. they asked for a colleague. Cause if he had asked for a, another male reporter, it could have been misconstrued as to say, oh, well, great. This other male reporter is just going to end up getting all the good questions or whatever. Right. All they asked for was a colleague. This could be the the receptionist for all they care. Yeah. Um. So at any rate, um, asked uh, them to, uh, to bring on a male colleague. And uh, let me see here. Um, because uh, Foster observes the Billy Graham rule. Uh, Foster's campaign said that him being alone with a female reporter would provide his opposition with the opportunity, excuse me, the opportunity to smear him with allegations of infidelity. And they said they, quote, simply can't risk it, Um, which I can't necessarily blame them for, because we, as you've said, we see so much stuff get either blown out of proportion because it's unsubstantiated or it's blown into proportion i don't know how that makes sense <laughs> but well, you know if something actually does happen it, you know i mean he's you, playing it safe and i mean careful. i mean you can't well exactly i mean you can't be too careful and that's the thing is like you're either you either play it safe by making sure you're not ever in a position to where people could even question that something would happen right. um but then if you take that position you put yourself in another position where people are going to call you sexist because you're not taking interviews from a woman alone. Right. Yeah. So according to Colton Robinson, who are Robinson, excuse me, uh, who I mentioned earlier, uh, that's Foster's campaign director, uh, quote, perception is everything. We are so close to the primary. If trackers were to get a picture, and this is what I was mentioning earlier, if trackers were to get a picture and they put a mailer out, we wouldn't have time to dispute it. And that's why we have to be careful. End quote. Um, so the paper reached out for more comment and Foster tweeted, uh, which I love that that's the responses from it's so the new many wire, politicians. It's the newswire now. I yeah. mean, it's the it's how you get news now. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's how it is. Which, I, I mean, honestly, it's kind of a nice news. even playing field. It's the direct line for, right. to somebody. Yeah, I mean, something's got the blue check mark as verified. Then I'm like, okay, well, this they actually said this. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to Whether go it's their PR source. machine or the actual person, like they're officially saying. Yeah, this. you're not getting a spin <laughs> on it. I mean, it's straight right. from them. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so the paper reached out for comment. Foster tweeted, quote, as I anticipated, the liberal left lost their minds over the fact that I chose not to be alone with another woman. They can't believe that even in 2019, someone still value their relationship with their wife and uphold their Christian faith, end quote. So that's a bit of a leap, (laughs) Um, you know, conflating the left's incredulousness over the issue with an attack on the Christian faith that that's kind of overplaying your hand. Yeah. uh, Which is unfortunate. And again, I think that's also very popular now as to, uh, knee-jerk reaction whether it's in a tweet or an interview or whatever is to you know somebody says one thing about me okay i'm gonna blow up my response (laughs) to make it you know make sure that i'm seen right so that's unfortunate that he kind of conflated two issues um but you know the it it is you would think that you know he might be a little bit more nuanced about the position but uh, i mean it 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 kind of makes sense since it, it is directly related to an evangelical practice, you know, in the church. Sure. Did he quote say it as the Billy Graham rule? Did he say I that? I don't or? know that they have necessarily. Um, I'm trying to. Think I mean, it's kind of referred to as the Billy Graham. Like, a, yeah, I mean, it's obvious that most people at this point are are calling it the the Mike Pence rule. Right. But it's you know whatever you call it, um, you know, it's it's the same thing, but. Um, you're it's right. Just, I mean, to 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 blow up about it, like you're attacking my Christian faith. Yeah, 
Um, he further, uh, he further was quoted as saying, I will not be intimidated into a corner of silence by a group of radical socialists and communists whose goal in life is to dismantle America. In fact, I'm looking forward to fighting their radical left wing agenda. So the interesting thing, full bore attack right there. Yes. Oh yeah. He's not, he ain't scared. Um, the interesting thing about this, which I can appreciate this, uh, that Foster and Campbell. So the politician and the reporter in question, uh, appeared on CNN together to essentially talk things out. Um, so during that, um, Campbell said that she felt demeaned by this rule and said, quote, so what you're saying here is that a woman is a sexual object first and a reporter second. And since it was uh, end quote. And so since it's his personal rule, she didn't feel that it was her responsibility to provide a third person to which Foster responds with. And I don't love that he said this, but I also love that he said this. Um, his response to that was my truck my rules. <laughs> so nice. I just, you know, I thought it was interesting that, you know, this has come up and it, it I don't know how big of a deal that it will uh, continue to be unless more politicians end up encountering this. And we see kind of what the, the political culture at large does to embrace or not, um, not necessarily just this rule, but this conversation that, you know, okay. So if, if I, as a politician, hold to this, um, you know, I'm saying, okay, male colleague in the room, do we think that it's appropriate that the reporter or the paper or, you know, easing or whatever, you know, media outlet is, it is, should they have to provide that person as me having the rule and having it be my conviction? Should I just, you know, if it's me, I would provide a staffer. Right. You know, I would have another probably at least one more guy and one more woman in the room Mm -hmm. because there's also all these weird connotations. Okay, so if I have another guy in the room, well, then it's two guys and one girl. And oh, what happened there? And if it's two ladies, well, then it's like, oh, it's two ladies in this one. You know, it just it's this conversation gets so stupid so fast because people will they'll turn the issue of. A person having a conviction, um, you know, to not to essentially, and this is how I always refer to it as just being above reproach, you know, and that's a little bit more of a a faith tenant for sure. But I mean, it's applicable across the board. You know, that's the, that's the idea at, at large here is, you know, I don't want to put myself in a situation where I'm you know, spending a significant time alone with another woman, one, because I know that there's going to be questions from my wife, (laughs) but then also because of what we're seeing play out in the news in so many unfortunate scenarios, whether things have happened or not. And unfortunately, in most cases, they have happened um, that, you know, to avoid all that to begin with, just have some extra folks in the room. Right. You know, I mean, this is in today's day and age at the political temperature and the political climate that we're in today. Yeah. Like it's, it's hard to argue against this practice. Mm -hmm. I mean, why would you not have extra people in the room? I mean, you can, you can tout like sexism and like you're, what did that lady say? You're seeing women as a sexual object first and a journalist second. No, like we we live in a political climate today where especially if you're like running for office or anything like that, it is completely within the ballpark of ideas that someone would pull a stunt. Yeah. Just to, I mean, think about it how, however you will, but the, the Kavanaugh hearing showed us everything Oof. you need to know about yeah. the, the limits and, and how far the opposition will reach to just smear your name mm-hmm. with accusations alone. Yeah, I mean, we're not even getting into completely like, devoid of validity or and, not. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like before anything even goes to court or any kind of right. justice system accusation alone. So it is extremely hard to argue against this practice yeah. like, from that point. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, I mean, I, I don't see anything wrong with it. I, I with the 
people on the left screaming sexism and racism, they've been doing that for the last decade. So, I mean, those words are starting. Unfortunately, yeah. those words are starting to have less and less power associated it's, to them. Yeah. The, unfortunately, as you're saying, those those and other terms are becoming the new... Um, What's weird is they're almost becoming a badge of honor because like if you, if you get those leveled at you by someone on the left, it's almost like like, they're paying attention. It means, well, it means they're paying attention to you, but they're, you know, people wear that as a badge of honor being like, look, I, I got you to a point where you're using emotion alone. And so you start throwing labels at me and yeah. So that's, that's why I'm upset about like how, all of this has come into play. People are attacking this guy for simply hedging his bets yeah. in a safe way. He's not barring this woman from coming and giving him interviews. Sure. He's just wanting an extra person in there. Right. I don't see a problem with it, honestly. Like, I mean, yeah. you can have deals with it, but to call someone sexist because yeah. of that. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's a little sad. And again, you know, I, in many in most situations, I try to find the the middle ground. I, I find myself to be a fairly compromising person, but you know, I, I it's sad to me that she took it to that place where you know. So you're telling me you see women as a sexual object first, and then in her case, a reporter second. It's like no, I'm seeing you as a human first. Yeah, Be, you know, it, yeah, there's or potentially the, a political pawn to be sure. the end of me. Yeah, you know, it just the the whole situation is fraught and it's, it's unfortunate that in the climate of 2019, we're even talking about it. Yeah. And you know, it's, there's nothing new about it because I mean, there's been, you know, possible sex scandals and things like that. I mean, since before presidents in the United States were even a thing, you know, but it's, we're never going to get away from it, but it's sad that, you know, a gubernatorial hopeful, like that's, in the big picture, that's, you know, that's small fish. But in even in that stage of politics that, you know, that is the conversation we're having to have there. It's like, I'm just trying to make sure that, you know, I'm I'm holding to what I'm holding to. Yeah. You know, my I'm, you know, respecting my wife. I'm this, I'm that. I'm doing these things that are not bad things. And then it becomes, so because you think this, that means that you think less of me. No, it just means that I think this. That's all it is. Right. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's the, um, you know, I I don't know. You've heard of like, um, the, um, how the NPCs, the NPC meme. Have you seen that? I believe you you non-player, non-player character. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. That's associated. Like that's a meme that kind of makes fun of, uh, I've seen it make fun of both sides, but it's just essentially like, you're not thinking for yourself. You're just, Okay. executing like regurgitating lines that you've yeah, heard before yeah, yeah, yeah. and so like one of the dot exes that they run <laughs> one of the dot exes the executables that they run is just like you make a statement right and i think i heard michael malice um talk about this he was like one of the dot exes they run is you you say a phrase right and you say something and then what they'll do is they'll respond to, and they'll say so you're saying this okay got it but it's just like completely yeah the opposite of what you're saying right so what you're saying is this yeah. okay got it that's just one yeah. of the dot exes that you'll yeah. hear so a you're bunch. saying you don't want to be alone in a room in a alone in a room with another woman with no one else for an extended period of time so what you're saying is your marriage is like so weak that you can't <laughs> get into a woman right okay got it right right yeah so that that's just it's it's where we are today. And unfortunately in this political scene. Yeah. Um, I don't think this guy is a sexist. He doesn't like no come across as that. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's, of course there's more to his individual personal story. I mean, you, we, we don't know this guy. We don't know, you know, the relationship with his wife, you know, I, I would never presume to, you know, to think that I understand the whole situation, but I mean, I can only speak for myself and my wife to an extent. I wouldn't presume to speak for my wife, but I can tell you that she does appreciate that in the, in the, in the way that I do hold to that kind of Billy Graham rule to this day, you know, 
like I said, it's not always practical. And it's not like I'm, you know, coming on the air and saying, like, I am never alone with another woman that's not my wife. That's unrealistic. Right. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, if if you if we were well, hanging part of out, the marriage is trust. Right. Like, like if we were hanging out and you had to stay here at the house and Ashley had to stay here at the house and I had to run to Publix with your wife to go grab something like, you know, like I'd have to call a colleague. And right. be like, hey, <laughs> hey, can you get stuff? Right. 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 You know, like this just life is going to happen. Yeah. But, you know, in essence, you it's know, such I do a what silly I can, thing. you know, like I don't go out to lunch with only one female coworker, right. or, you know, whatever, yeah. when it can be helped, unless it's a business meeting that has to happen. It just, it's, I don't know. I think it's, it's unfortunately been, been sensationalized first by one side and then reaction wise from foster yeah. himself by conflating those two issues. Yes. And, you know, this wasn't an attack on your faith. It was an attack on you. Right. And by reacting the way that he did now, it's only stirred the pot even more. Yeah. That's yeah. just how things are done now. Yeah. <laughs> You're totally right about it being sensationalized. And um, since this is kind of a uh, segue here. So talking about things that are sensationalized um, in our culture, this little Nas news. So I'm sure you guys have heard the, the song old town road. It kind of blew up out of nowhere. We talked about it on, on one of our last podcasts together. I think it was two episodes ago. It was a little while ago. Yeah. yeah or, or two, um, two of these, two of these, you, two episodes. of you and I's episodes, yeah, two of these episodes ago. <laughs> Um, but we kind of talked about the background of that song and how funny it was to, for this thing to blow up. Mm -hmm. Um, he released, he's released like several remixes now. Yeah. So he's like, they're, they're milking this thing it's is the summer of old town road remixes, man. It's, <laughs> it it's good is. days. <laughs> this day will go down in history. Um, but they, they brought on, um, the Walmart yodel kid. <laughs> it's so good, man. Yeah. This, this most recent remix with, uh, Young Thug and Mason Ramsey. Mason Ramsey, that's his name. I was yeah. trying to think of the kid's it's, name. It's funny, man, because you know, I I even appreciate the uh, the the album artwork that he puts out for each song. It slightly changes with each remix. That the first, the very first one, which will kind of do like the the redux on old town road the first one was just him and obviously the guy that made the beat but it was really just him yeah so it was a, a, a singular black stallion then when he remixed it with what i consider and i think most people probably consider the the quote real song at this point yeah was when he brought on billy ray cyrus he had a chestnut horse and still the black stallion of himself and then from then on each succeeding remix has had different horses on the cover. Yeah. And it's brilliant because it's so simple, but it's just kind of a fun little nod. Um, and so he did a remix with uh, Diplo, who's a, uh, um, an electronic uh, artist and his was a white horse, which is mm -hmm. very funny to me. Uh, and then <laughs> now this most recent one is the black horse, the chestnut horse. And then Diplo's not on this one, but with Young Thug and Mason Ramsey, Young Thug started a label. Um, I forget what it was called now. It's going to kill me. I, I, I was looking at it earlier, but um, I think it's like Young Slime something. Um, one it's of them YSL. Was... It, and it's there's like a couple competing definitions that some people say it's Young Stoner living or life and then mm. the one that is more commonly associated with it is young slime mm. uh for the s and so the reason that people are more commonly associating it with this is because young thug uses the color green and of course you know in in the in the rap world that could mean some other <laughs> obvious solution but there's also slime illusions in yeah. some of their visuals that they use for the label so that's what we'll just run with but his horse is this like bright slime Neon green, green horse yeah and I then the horse for mason ramsey is a little small little white horse <laughs> and it's so <laughs> dare i say cute but it's just hilarious yeah the, the cover really now funny. there's like four horses on the cover and it's yeah. just getting funnier every single time it is and it's just like um even when the the first song was released well the the billy ray cyrus version yeah it was like i i went to youtube and and looked at it and <laughs> like the first comment was 
it was just a guy asking, did racism just get solved? (laughs) (laughs) We got Billy Ray Cyrus and Lil Nas on the same song singing together. Hey, you know what? If that's what it takes, I'm here for that. (laughs) I think that's like this kind of stuff is what it takes. I don't know. Yep. Um, Well, so kind of thinking through some of the Lil Nas stuff. So it's kind of interesting um, because about a month ago, uh, at this point now, almost a month ago, we'll say Lil Nas X released an actual EP. And you and I have kind of talked right. about this. So this is, this is, the, the so EP this is, is building called... off of the success of old town road. Yeah. And he actually like came out with his own. Right. So it's, it's a seven song EP called seven EP. <laughs> very, <laughs> very uh, artistic. No doubt what it is. There. Yeah. Uh, and for me, it's kind of, you know, and we talked about this earlier that, you know, music, uh, is extremely subjective. And so that I'll only speak for myself on this part, but it's kind of showcasing his obvious desire uh, and honestly, his capability to kind of use his ironic and memeified version of fame that he's accumulated up to this point to use that as a springboard into an actual music career. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's actually like on this EP, there's actually some pretty good beats. There's a couple tracks that have surprisingly thoughtful lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of sprinkled into the the trap stuff that's there typically uh along with some decent collaborative artists as well i mean he's you know it it very much is like uh like each song is very unique yes it's not like uh you know what's gonna happen next right on the next song (laughs) yeah um so he had that he had that ep release and then last week uh the new remix that we were just talking about uh came out um so it's just kind of you know proving that he might be trying to start a real career, but that he knows how to keep a spotlight on himself and keep us listening. Yeah. This is something that's been impressive as I've like, I don't really follow him, but I I mean, I, I see him pop up in the headlines more and more. I mean, you see Mm -hmm. him with like this new remix. He released his EP, you know, his original song that he came out with that blew up. It's just like, he's doing a pretty good job at like, spacing out his yeah. releases the yeah, way he's it's done about once a month or it's it's about once a month plus or minus a week or so yeah and, and it's with just the, enough time the short amount of the, the the short term memory of everybody especially yeah. in this day and age with the internet like and especially with streaming music streaming I mean, you talk music. about short attention span like we don't even download albums or purchase them anymore <laughs> we just pay a subscription exactly and then go, oh, i'll listen to this Man, so to, no, I'm good. I'll listen so to, to have instead. a name <laughs> pop up, like especially a big one that kind of blows up, you want to kind of have that name brought up several times to kind of lock that into someone's yeah. head to make them remember. Cause they're not going right. to remember your name from just one thing. Right. Um, most people won't. So yeah. the way he spaced it out is like, obviously he's got a, a, team or, or what, whoever he signed with yeah, knows how to, to Columbia, I believe. Columbia. I think that if I'm remembering correctly, I believe that's who he signed. Whoever is running that and knows exactly how to space this out to get him because what they're wanting to do is obviously like build up. So, you know, his name. Right. And then when he does like and actually releases a real album Mm -hmm. instead of just some EPs, then, you know, people will tune in for that. Yep. Um, Yeah. So like while for me, like while all this is hilarious and pretty fun, uh, this part of the conversation up to now is actually just kind of playing catch up to what I wanted to to talk to you Keaton about. Okay. So this, uh, this is the news that I saw this week and I'm hoping this is a surprise, um, that, uh, that I'm telling you for the first time. Um, who, who would you love to see? Uh, who would you love to see the next collaborative artist be? With Lil Nas? Yeah. For old town, for an old town remix specifically, for an old town remix. Mm-hmm. Let's see. He's had Billy Ray. He's brought in Young Thug and Mason. So he hasn't really branched out into any other. He's he's hit country and hip hop. Mm-hmm. He hasn't hit another genre. Um. Who do I think it's going to be or who do I want? Uh, we could go one or both directions. I don't know. I think you're, you're not going I, to believe it when I tell you okay, who the next yeah, person I, might be. Anyway, I'm, I'm thinking like way <laughs> off this off the rails. I'm like, uh, John Mayer. <laughs> that 
I would totally listen to that because he would kill it. <laughs> because I'm thinking just like John Mayer does some like he's really into like if it's funny and on the internet like he he yeah. is into that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, so I feel sure. like he would if he got John contacted. Mayer. Man, that's funny. All right, so. <laughs> And this is legit. It hasn't been stated that it will happen, but I'm going to read you this and then I'm going to show you the image attached. Dolly Parton is likely the next guest to appear on an Old Town remix. (laughs) Dolly Parton. So in a tweet, Lil Nas X asked his followers if he thought he could get Dolly Parton and Megan the Stallion or the Stallion. There's two E's in V here. I have no idea who this person is. Um, but, uh, Google's, Dolly. Do- uh, Google's a great friend. So I can look up this Megan, the stallion yeah. person as later. Um, so he asked Twitter if, uh, if they thought, um, that he could get Dolly Parton and Megan, the stallion, uh, on an old town remix and the official Dolly Parton account responded with this. All right. This is a photo here. <laughs> Hold on. Is that this- it? Oh shoot! It went away. Dang it! Let me go back to it. Let me hit the link one more time. <laughs> so the the image I can't believe that happened. That's so annoying. the The image is a somebody that works for Dolly Parton clearly uh, doctored the cover for the Billy Ray Cyrus version of the cover. So it's the black stallion, the chestnut stallion, and a <laughs> pink a stallion pink. with blonde hair. <laughs> And it's from the Dolly Parton verified Twitter account. Oh no. And so the, the text just has a horse emoji, a unicorn emoji, and then it's just at Lil Nas X and that image. <laughs> I laughed. I ugly laughed in the middle of my office when I saw this on Is it Friday. Is it like a, a sweatband? Oh no. It's just like wavy. Yeah. I think it's hair. just the hair. Yeah. <laughs> I Oh my gosh, I lost it when I saw this picture. Dolly Parton, man, that makes I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I was thinking like who is he going to bring on next? He's going right. to branch out somewhere else yeah. instead of hitting up the country, but no, Dolly Parton makes I think I mean, sense. it's it's a weird get. Yeah. Because she's not if you don't listen to country and I guess Shania Twain to do it and get on there. Uh, see, and here's my here's my thing with country. I grew up listening to country, so yeah. it, it holds. I can't say I have a soft spot in my heart for it. I have a large place in my heart for it because to this day, it's still some of the best produced music that you can listen to. I'm, regardless of if you like it, if you like the lyrical content, the style, or whatever, the actual like studio production value of country music really anything that goes through Nashville at this point. Cause there's tons yeah. of music that goes through Nashville. That's not country and I production the, values off the charts. I hate this stuff they're doing now where they're kind of like, it's like country Southern rock meets yeah, hip hop. It it's hip-hop. really it's, weird. It's a very, bl- it's and I'm blended all for, of the three. Yeah. yeah and I'm all for evolution right. of genres and artists, but it's like the entire country thing has gone in this interesting, weird, slightly new direction. Yeah. But that's why I think it's so cool that he went for Dolly because he's like, all right, so I've got the, for lack of a better term, the aging hipster country artist of Billy Ray Cyrus, who really was a flash in the pan to begin with, with achy breaky heart. Right. Um, Nobody's really like, in essence, seen or heard from him in 20 long time. They've they've only been associated with With Miley, his daughter. Exactly. Um, And, yeah, so like he starts with that. Then he does a couple other collaborations with some other artists. He gets the Walmart yodeling kid, Mason Ramsey, which is hysterical, <laughs> which that's probably my favorite part of that new remix is if you ain't got no giddy up, then giddy out my way. And then the, the, the turn up at the end the with the yodel kills me every time. It makes me it's, smile. It was nice. That's yeah. a feel good remix right there. <laughs> it's um, like I can't believe they got the yodel like kid. Dolly Parton. And it's such a weird, because if you're not like really familiar with your music, you're like, all right, I kind of know Dolly. Yeah. But uh, thinking like, about her like very high pitched kind of, for lack of a better term, girly voice, which is a terrible way to say it. But like, it's this high pitched, like old ideal yeah, if you listen of a to feminine one Dolly vocal. Part, if you listen to one Dolly Parton song, you know what Dolly Parton sounds like. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so it's pretty easy to see how that would I just think that would be 
she would kill it. Yeah. Like I'm really, and I hope there's no other artist on the track. Like it's, I just, hope that it's just Dolly Parton. The, the Billy Ray kind of, you know, that version moving forward, yeah. I think is, you know, old town prime at this point yeah. and that they have that. And then she has her own verse or two and just, I, I just, I thought that was hysterical. And also at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I'm here for that. The, I'm ready. The music video for that thing was pretty wacky too i i know they they the released official old town one they yeah. released the the one that was like the um the iphone emoji face mm-hmm. where you it kind of like yeah that was really funny that whole animated that the the new iphones can do that emoji face face animation thing yeah. on the fly i don't have a brand new iphone i have a seven or something but they they released that one then they did a um i don't know if it's like a a separate music video um that like the air going to area 51 <laughs> yeah that one that? i think they might have released if not simultaneously they definitely released within a couple days from yeah each other. so it was like a like a really kind of weirdly animated yeah. uh area because all this like talk about the animation <laughs> yes like cheap web animation on um this whole area 51 raid mess <laughs> Which if I still can't believe this. Everyone I'm sure has, has seen the memes and Ugh. heard about this Area 51 raid stuff, but apparently someone started a Facebook page about like raiding Area 51 to go get the aliens and bring them out. <laughs> and uh, it's got well over a million, um, a million followers now uh on this and Did you they, see the hotel that's closest to area 51 no. is completely booked up for the is date. it really i saw that the other day that was this was like thursday or friday that oh it's now God. already they're gonna completely actually booked. have to like the military is actually gonna have to prepare for at this <laughs> point i think it's just thing. gonna be something that ends up being s- similar to like a burning man festival like no yeah, there's no right. real raid that's gonna happen except no, for maybe just a couple all gonna, idiots they're all but gonna hang out yeah it's just gonna be a huge party with lots of stupid fake aliens all over the place music <laughs> lots of weed yeah. and just a whole lot of fun probably i don't know it's gonna be dumb but it's been really funny to see this meme take off literally out of nowhere yeah no i i, I started seeing area 51 memes on twitter and i was like what is going on yeah it was i went to bed the next day there were so many and clearly it happened, you know, either overnight or in, you know, throughout the previous day, but I had not seen a single one. And then all my social feeds were full of them. Usually it's like, you see, like, let's talk about like the Italian hand gesture meme. That was like in (laughs) 2017, I think that one, like slowly built like most memes do. This one was zero to full throttle. Yes. Uh, I saw one where it's just like a guy, on the couch, like it looks like he's talking to his son, but instead of his son, it's an it's an alien on his couch, and he's like explaining to my alien who I stole from Area Fifty One that the recycling goes out every other Tuesday. <laughs> That's so stupid! <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh. So there's all kinds of memes about that, but that is so crazy that well i mean i'm not surprised that people would actually go through and like yeah. book flights and book hotel rooms to, sure to go through on that it's but a I think, thing to do you know i guess it's that why not culture right but yeah. i mean i got a lot of reasons why not like i got a job i got <laughs> i got a yeah. family i've got things to do or not do other than that <laughs> <laughs> exactly and that's it that's it i mean people I'll joke watch it about, live on youtube people joke about uh oh yeah i'm sure it'll be live streamed for sure all those people over there, but that, that, that is a heavily militarized zone. (laughs) Like you cannot just run over there and not expect to get pulled up on by people with, yeah. Well, that's what I couldn't, I couldn't resist posting, which I guess this is a little, uh, peek behind the curtain but i couldn't resist posting that one meme from the freedom strips page that was you know the all these people coming out for the for the area 51 raid is just giving area 51 an excuse to use test weapon. weaponry on them <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just a big plot to use a new weapon or to test out a new weapon uh, mm. i just hope that there is some instance where either will smith or somebody utters the phrase in a really prominent way welcome to earth 
<laughs> I just, I really hope, you know, I, that, that's 100% my association with area 51 is independence day. So, yeah, you know, if right. it's like, if that's not streaming on some like inflatable projection screen somewhere the entire time they're doing it wrong. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All of this stuff has, has, um, I mean, the the whole reason behind this Area 51 raid or like the creation of the Facebook page was it all ties back to what I was talking about in the beginning of the episode is all these papers being released and declassified these military documents showing Mm -hmm. that they were actually researching these UFOs and they didn't know what they were. And um, you also had the Bob Lazar... um, documentary come out on Netflix and then Bob Lazar came on to Joe Rogan and did an interview with Joe Rogan, which if you haven't listened to that interview, fascinating, uh, to actually listen to that guy talk. Um, you know, you go into listening like that, uh, into listening to an interview like that going, okay, what kind of BS is this guy going to say about like, I've worked at area 51 and, and what kind of crafts he works on and what he, what exactly he saw. And then you, get to the end of that interview and like, I actually think that this guy is telling the truth and what he saw. Um, because like they dive into like how he got raided by the FBI before the documentary and after, and he actually in the eighties, he went into how he stole like one of the elements that's supposed to power the aircrafts oh, that's geez. synthetically, um, made that they made at area 51 and he smuggled it out. And then the military said that they didn't have an element like that. Maybe that's where James Cameron got the idea for unobtainium. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. <laughs> Worst named plot Un- device obtainium. ever. We can't, <laughs> we can't obtain it, so it's unobtainium. <laughs> what do we call this substance that we just can't find? That is a terrible name. Can we obtain more of it? No, it's unobtainable. No, it's <laughs> got it. <laughs> unobtainium. Got it. Ugh. Do you, see, uh, <laughs> do you see Avengers past Avatar as the number one grossing film of all time? Did it? I The last I saw, even with the, the whole re-release of the movie strategy, Which was purely, they still hadn't done it. So they've done it now? They've done it officially. And the whole wow. reason, like they can say that they're like re-releasing it for like new scenes and all sure. that. But it was it's to overtake all, the number yeah. one spot is yeah. what it was for. Right. And people were... Glad to go see it again and pay money again to go just, put I them mean, over that. I, on one hand, I would love to see that movie in the theater again, even if not for the new, what, six minutes of footage or three it was, minutes, I don't whatever even, it was. Yeah, I think like, it was three minutes or credits, whatever it was. Even if that didn't exist in this re-release just to see it again, I'd love to see it. I'm not going to spend the kind of money to go see a movie in the theater. It's so expensive. For a yeah. three hour long film. Right. I love the Lord of the Rings trilogy films. So I love long movies. I just don't know if I have it in me to sit in a movie theater for that long more yeah. than maybe twice. And I mean, the only reason I, I saw the Lord of the Rings films multiple times, each one of them in the theater, but I'm a huge Tolkien fan. I yeah. have been since I was a kid. So that was a little different. You know, if somebody's super into the Marvel comics, that's totally going to work for them. But yeah, I looked at my wife and I was like, do you want to go see? She's like, no, we're yeah. just going to watch already this. We already pre-ordered <laughs> it online. We'll have the digital copy the day it's released. Right. We'll watch it then. I'm like, yeah, that works for me. And more and more, <laughs> more and more things are like, which it actually makes me, I don't think the movie theater business is going anywhere, but more mm-hmm. and more things are, coming to your home, especially with these like series that they're developing at Netflix at Amazon, especially with this Disney service that's coming out. They've got all of these like first class, really well done, well produced shows coming to your home. And I've said for a long time, I really wish, and it's, it's one of those, like, it's just crazy enough to work sort of things, but it's also just crazy enough for executives to not take a risk on it. That I, I would love to see most, if not all, major release films um, day and date release theatrically and digitally for home, uh, you know, home mm-hmm. renting or purchasing or whatever. Because, you know, let's say, you know, whatever, uh, what's the the movie I want to see right now? Uh, Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man. I haven't seen yeah. it yet. Yeah, I haven't And either. if it had released 
day and date, the same day that it released in the theater, we would have rented it that night. Right. Like it would have been already downloaded or ready to be streamed to my Xbox at home. And as soon as my wife got home, we would have had a little bit of dinner and we would have sat down, turned up the volume, turned off the lights and watched it because I'm the, the way my life is set up. And I'm, it's not like I'm a, you know, a, you know, a weird case scenario. I think most people, or at least a lot of people would have similar opinions. You know, if I can't devote, you know, three ish hours, if not more, depending on how long the actual film is. And then you factor in time to get to the theater time for previews time for after getting there and getting home, probably going out to a meal before or after like all this kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just like, I'd much rather do that at home. And I get the arguments of filmmakers that we're creating this thing to be seen in a theater atmosphere, right? With the sound and the giant, 4k sure but let's be honest a lot of people's homes and you know i don't want to be elitist and say like oh my house is like a movie theater because it's definitely (laughs) not but you know but you know compared to even five years ago let's even just say five not even ten but five years ago the house i have in my tv might as well be similar to a movie theater especially you look back ten years ago oh yeah or even you know a couple console generations of like gaming consoles like when the xbox 360 tube, came out tube TVs. 720p was a revolution <laughs> yeah. and now almost every tv you can buy at a major retailer is 4k yep like and 4k is getting super that, cheap now so yeah, they're going into 8 that might and... as well be a movie theater as long as you have a halfway decent audio system right and i'm even just talking stereo speakers as long as they're not blown out and sound like garbage right i'm in I'm taking in your film in the way that I want to let me do that. I think more people (laughs) would pay. I I think people would be happy to pay exactly what, which it's expensive to go see a movie. So yeah, I I think people would pay those prices just to see it in their home. Yeah. So I don't think you would lose revenue. I think you would, you might actually increase revenue. Yeah. Right off the bat, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, If not, I mean, I don't think people would be against paying a little extra to just see it in the comfort of their own home. Yeah. I don't know. That's yep. that's me, but I don't think... Even uh, if it was only able to be rented, like, right. while a movie is in theaters. So let's say Spider-Man is the example. Spider-Man comes out in the theaters. Until it's out of theaters, you can only digitally rent it. I'd pay for... It, the, the typical rental fee for most digital outlets is like four ninety nine, three ninety nine for HD. A um, little more if you go UHD, a little less if you go SD, which yep. Lord help nobody rentals if... anything in standard. But yeah, some people have to, I'm sure. Um, but, you know, I'd pay five bucks to see that at home and not have to go to the theater and know that probably four out of the four ninety nine went directly to the studio that made that movie. And maybe the ninety nine cents went to the platform that I'm renting it from. Cause of course they're getting right. a cut. Yeah. You know, even if it was like two bucks out of the four ninety nine. yeah, you know, they're getting that money. And then if I really liked that movie, I didn't have to spend almost 20 bucks, almost 20 bucks a person these days. And then yeah. if I like it enough, I'm still probably going to buy it digitally. So then mm-hmm. I, you've gotten my double dip. I've spent five bucks. Then I'm going to spend another 20 you know, and buy it if it's a great movie. It's right. uh, it just, it, that's an interesting conversation for me about the whole digital rights stuff with films and their release schedules. <laughs> it is an interesting topic. I just think it, it, people would be more than happy to pay. I mean, even the same prices that you would pay to go see. Yeah. Movie in the movie theater to just be in the comfort of your own home. Yeah. I don't know. Some people the, would do it. The argument can be made. Well, you know, they, they got better equipment at the movie Quote theater. unquote, they want to get your ticket price for everyone individually instead of like me renting it. And having this 10 example people and having yeah. at least just my wife, if not you guys and a handful of other friends over. Well, that's true. Quote, they is the movie theater business. Right. The studio who put out the film to begin with, to my knowledge, and I don't know everything about the film industry and their relationship with theaters, but to my knowledge, the studios don't benefit that greatly from that relationship. If they're getting most, if not the vast majority of the money from direct consumers with digital stuff, seems like the way to go. Yeah. But then of course, 10 years ago we were saying that 
being cable cutters and having, you know, these newfangled subscriptions to Netflix and things like that was going to be the way to go. But now we've got six subscriptions that we have. Yeah, to we've have. almost gone full circle now. <laughs> it's just like instead of paying a hundred bucks for cable, just spend ten I'm, for Netflix. I'm okay, well that's ten alive. for Netflix, ten for Hulu, Disney, uh, Amazon, just under ten for Disney, about ten for Amazon. You know, however much it is for for the yeah, HBO I'm, I'm Max for that's cable coming again. out. Like that's five <laughs> that I just listed. Not to mention the you know, like ABC direct or whatever. If you want to watch the new star Trek show, yep. like, there's all these services. Now it's now the new hipster thing is just going to be to circle back around and get cable. <laughs> it really is. Well, uh, we have reached our time limit and cool. we're, we're right on time too. Yeah. Well, um, uh, Thank you for coming on again, my friend. It's always fun to talk to you. And uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you on the uh, next episode of Freedom Strips. Be sure to check out the Facebook page. Give us a like. Um, If you do have any um, articles that you want me to cover, be sure to post them on there. Uh, Have a great night. Thank you.